2: Live on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. My name is Evans Mensah. So, this week a major conversation uh, was triggered when we got to know um, and was disclosed by himself. The uh, businessman and Agbubu Mafia of the Asogli State, Tobuya Fede, disclosed that uh, he had to return uh, to the national coffers payment of ex gratia. And we know that uh, the Esgracia conversation has been going on for years, since after the 1992 constitution was indeed promulgated. And uh, for the very first time, we had somebody who actually benefited, who now says, I I, I simply do not like it. I I, I am aware of the heated controversy that that has generated. But I want to focus for, for a minute here on Ghana Connect about... This whole subject, this whole concept of ex gratia, and whether or not the people who get it are deserving of it, and whether at this time in our democratic development, whether it's time to review it, there are few who believe so on the back of the conversation that we've had this whole week. But let's start first by hearing from Tom Gafferde himself, explaining why he returned the 366,000 CDs he got as ex gratia.
1: You know, I was filing my tax returns towards the end of last year, and I received tax receipts from uh, the mm-hmm. GRA that showed that some reductions were affected from money paid to me in July that I wasn't aware of. So I decided, wow, let me find out. You know, of course, I was having my own financial because at the time for all responsibility. responsibilities. So I thought, wow, oh, this is great news. I've got some money in. But I decided to find out where the money was coming from, you know. So I first went to my bankers to confirm the money was there. But it was described generally as salary s gratia, and I didn't know what that meant, you know. So I decided to probably understand where it was coming from. So I found that a chunk of that money was in respect of s gratia, okay, that was due me. And that was 365,000 Cities plus. Of course, my joy and sadness because I knew there was no way I wanted to spend that kind of money. I was very surprised about the sheer quantum of money that I was going to be paid. And I thought that for three, for four years' work, that, in all honesty, was part-time work. I did not think that it merited this amount of extra reward after I've enjoyed monthly, you know, salaries. Of course, the other privileges, whether I enjoy them or not, is not here, or not there. But they are supposed to be there, you know. Some free medical care for those who wanted it, and you know, which I didn't enjoy, you know. But I thought the salaries were more than enough, so I decided right and then, and there's no way I could spend that money. Mm-hmm. That money must go back to government. Mm-hmm. You see, there may be good reason to pay ex-gracia, you know, awards or you NOS know, service awards to certain categories of. Government workers, public workers. For example, parliamentarians may have to leave whatever they were doing mm. to serve the nation for a period, okay? So if they will, will no more return to parliament, there may be the need mm. to give some end of benefits. Mm. How much should be given is subject to, you know, a bit of analysis, mm. okay? That will respect also the...
2: So that is his explanation uh, there. Um, he obviously raises some important questions. He says he, in good conscience he, he could not take that because he's he's done his job uh, and was paid for it, monthly salary and has returned it. So let's have that conversation then. It's a simple question. Should we or should we not scrap the ex-crash as it is? If, if, if one person who has taken it can return it, why can't the others do so? <laughs> Well, connecting uh, with me uh, to have this conversation uh, connects us all over uh, the country and beyond. Uh, Mohammed Zakaria is a teacher, a Pong Tamale Experimental JHS. I, I I would love to hear the teacher's uh, take on this, as you know, the teachers are, are in the schools. Uh, they are also public servants. The, the politician, the council state member, is a public servant too. Uh, he doesn't get to go home with with his when he's done. He's, he simply retires on his on his pension. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to hear his thoughts on this matter. Can I mean, from that background. Um uh, Ras Mubarak is a former member of parliament and as a former member of parliament he is entitled to ask Russia The constitution says so. Um, And so yes he also comes to this conversation with a different perspective and I'm, I'm very very interested to hear what he has to say about this. He also connects uh, with us. Uh, Justice Abdullah is a constitutional lawyer also joining us and connecting with his thoughts. Uh Ni is with the Economic Fighters League. Uh, Karim is a broadcaster a very naughty young gentleman with some great thoughts and views on the matter um provocative always exciting to hear him uh, when he connects uh abdus salam is connecting the studio he's a researcher uh and of course i'm here with uh Kweku asante my colleague uh who's going to be you know assisting me co-host this all through what i want to do tonight is to start with a poll that we run on social media on the simple question of what do we do with the ex-gratia on the back of the debates that Togbia Fede uh, can get it to him. We've had this entire week. So what question did we ask?
3: So our question was simple. Should the payment of ex-gratia be scrapped and we gave three options. Yes, no, and the third being to re-engineer the concept and make it more targeted. Okay. We've had a flurry of votes on social media, on both Facebook and on Twitter. And on Twitter in particular, 84% so far, the overwhelming majority of the votes that have come in so far says the Heinz Gratia Payment should be stopped 80 84 84 percent of the
4: majority says,
3: scrap the egg russia. with nine percent saying no kind of saying that they should be it should be maintained and then we have seven percent talking about re-engineering the concept and then making it more targeted. So okay.
2: that is for Twitter. Okay. I, I like that last bit, targeted. Who are you going to target uh, especially? I, I, when it's a targeting in, in policy formulation, normally it goes to those who need it the most. Um, okay. We'll, we'll talk about that expound. So that that's a view... Um, from our audience on social media just getting a sense of where people sit on this overboy majority. Uh, And some of the comments are very interesting. Alex on Facebook says, scrap, scrap, scrap. It's a total waste of national resource. We are sick as a country uh, paying it. None uh, doesn't make sense at all. Abu Bakari says, yes, it must be scrapped completely. What kind of wickedness is that? You have any? Yeah. Abdullah Yakubu
3: also says it must be scrapped completely and forever. Pantia Phillips says it should be scrapped henson azul says all those who have received yes should return it with immediate
2: effect mm, i like that... I, I like this one uh Bianco. says maintain maintain the esgracia and add all workers to it so every four years we get our share of the esgracia mm. that's uh that's you see that's true Emmanuel's thoughts there yeah right janet Akoli says
3: yes scrap this or say ample for says this is the reason why some even kill to be in politics, and so it should be scrapped. This one says it's long overdue. Overhaul the constitution and get it, among other things, in this document scrapped.
2: Mm. Ibrahim who also says it should be scrapped ever. Um, I like Asari Godsent's uh, point here. He says it should be based on performance and supervised by the citizens. Mm-hmm. Great, great intervention. Different dimensions to this. Based on performance supervised by citizens.
3: Uh, Abdullah Sadiq Abdullah also says we don't need it simply because I doubt they even advise the President. I think this one he means in terms specifically to the Council of State. Council right. of State. Mm. After all, the President appoints to himself various advices. Okay. This one also says it should be scrapped. And so Facebook also, the overwhelming opinion tells towards
2: the idea that it should be scrapped. With some interesting nuanced contributions there. I want to bring in my, my connectors who are joining me right now and I'm going to take a quick yes or no uh, from all of them on that question and then we'll expand if, don't, don't worry if you don't have a, a categorical yes or no or you have uh, a, a, you know, some explanation that is not yes that is not no or neutral don't, don't worry we'll come and interrogate all that very quickly so quick round of questions on this Muhammad um, Zakaria is a teacher uh, connecting uh, Muhammad, are you on?
5: Yes, please. Great, Mark. Good evening to you. and to all our cherished. Good evening. Uh, like and also, good
2: evening to my co panelists. Okay, quick, quick one. This one just going around. Yes or no would we'll do. If you're neutral, say neutral. Um, or have let's say it briefly. Uh, Mohammed, should you scrap S.
5: Gratio or not? No would be an understatement. It's never. Okay. We have to scrap it. We don't need it as a nation. So stay with me.
2: I'll come back to, to, to interrogate this a bit more. Uh, Justice Abdullah, where do you stand on the scrap, maintain? Absolutely no. Scrap. Scrap, okay. What what do you say? Scrap or maintain? Um, No, abolish it completely. Completely, okay. Karim? Hello, Karim. Please unmute if you have muted. Okay, uh, whilst Karim uh, does that, Abdul is with me in the studio. Abdul, where do you stand on the Scrap, maintain? I, I think it should be targeted. Targeted. Okay, so that's that's a very different uh, opinion there. So you are somewhere in the middle. Okay, uh, uh, Ras Mubarak, the only member of par- former member of parliament. with us. Ras? Where do you stand on this? Hello, Ras. Ras, please unmute for me. I can see you. Okay, I can't seem to hear him. Um, let's see if we could get him back. He was on a while ago, but we lost him. But but let's let's get let's. So, Abdul. You have a, an entirely different view on this that I want to get into. You you say be tar- targeted. Yes. Explain.
6: It, it should, should be targeted. Okay, so uh, thank you very much, Evans, and uh, a lovely good evening to your listeners. The The issue is more complicated than it looks, and I just want to make this point clear. We should have this conversation in the sense that it is devoid of the political lens where we tend to... Forgive ask. me. I think Ras is back. Hello, Ras. Okay. Yes, uh,
2: sorry. I think uh, the connection. Yes, I lost uh, you. I lost you. Yeah. So everybody was taking a quick Again, yes, no. yes or no, yes or no on this. Scrap or maintain?
7: It's outlived its relevance.
2: Okay. So scrap. Yes. Okay. Stay with me. I'll come. I'll come and explore that a bit more. Abdul, you're making your point. Why you you say you have to um you have to target it?
6: Yes. Uh, what I was saying is that. Uh, i was making the point that first of all we have to have this conversation devoid of the political lens we should try as much as possible to argue based on the uh issues that are available because once we have a conversation it's about politics it's about this political party being you know in that position and if we argue in this way it benefits us or you know we are at a disadvantage then we lose the relevance of the issue so back to the point where I was making the fact that it should be targeted. If you look at the constitutional provision that, you know, has made this available, the cons- Article 71, when you read to the letter part, the, the, it is not just something that is in isolation, that pay ex-gratia, no. You don't see anything like that. It's, if you look at the their payments of salaries and other benefits, it's an all-inclusive package. In that it is even uh, indirectly stated in there that they are also, you know, entitled to salaries and also end of service benefits or awards. So, my point is that, and they, they make it uh, a retiring benefit that is the word they use retirement benefits and awards. So if you look at this provision and you want to interrogate it and you look at the number of people they've listed in that category, there's the president, the vice president, the chief justice and the, and the like, SRAJ and uh, NCC and members of parliament and also the council of states. I am obliged to believe that it is not all of them that might not need this money. Mm-hmm. And first of all, the conversation shouldn't just be about the money, 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 because awards could be anything benefits could be anything so I'm of the view that if you want to make it targeted we should first of all have an understanding as a people should we continue to award them in monetary value or in monetary terms or we can sort it towards something that is more you know something that we can agree on maybe okay. a conversation for another day you made a point earlier you said some of them may actually need it and so targeted
2: yes wh- wh- which of the article 7 office holders you would say Scrap it
6: when it comes to this group, but maintain it for the other. Okay, so because you're targeting it, it's it's this is a very un, unpopular opinion, but I think the president do not need it, mm-hmm. the vice president do not need it, mm-hmm. the council of state members do not need it. Mm-hmm. The only people I'm sure would need it is uh, the parliamentarians. And the MPs should take the it. The MPs, and there, mm-hmm. there's a reason why I'm saying the MPs should take this, because if you look at the job they do and also what comes into that job you would know that or you would notice that it's quite impossible for some of them to actually raise funds to be able to do what they do and i'll come to that The, uh, the the conversation about funds has you know uh in the political science where i am from in that field uh, monetization of, you know, mm-hmm. electionary problems. But you made a point that I think I need to get the others in. So ho- hold on to that for me.
2: At least you we understand the targeting and what, yeah. what should should happen. Let, let, me, let me bring, bring Ras Mubarak in. On, on that last point he makes, that he makes a separation. the executive arm, I guess he says, you know, don't don't give them. The president, the council of state, etc. I mean, but when it comes to members of parliament, says you should. You should deserve it. I, I believe you've been paid your S-gratia, Ras.
7: Yes, I have. Uh, Sometime in um, March or May of uh, 2021. But let me begin by commending the venerable Toby Afede for the high sense of patriotism, you know, uh, for the leadership that he has demonstrated in this. And Evans, even...
2: Ras? think we may have just lost him again on that call there. Uh, let's hope that he reconnects and that we can get him back in because I want to hear his thoughts because he's the only beneficiary of Exgratia in this conversation. Um, so it's interesting to hear his thoughts. Uh, but let me bring in the teacher. Um, Mohammed is a teacher uh, in the Tamale, Pong Tamale Experimental JHS. I mean, so Zakaria, do you agree that at least targeted or you I know you started by saying completely scrapped or it's even an statement, never give it having heard um, from Abdo, do you, do you are you ready to make some amendments to it because we had from one of the texters to us when I was reading the messages who say, who say expanded to include all public servants which will include yourself for example what do you say to that
5: um thank you very much once again um, Evans <coughs> for me um, that particular comment by um, those who actually took part in the poll would have been the best. But the truth is that we are never going to see that, you know, uh, happening. And for that matter, it should be scrapped off completely. Why am I saying this? Um, if we are saying it should be targeted, then it means that we are still going to rob people, the, the, the those who actually matter in society, the destitute in society, those who live in the countryside, to pay those who are well-to-do. The truth is that people are suffering in this country. You mentioned, um, I had Tobe Afede amounts around 366,000 366, as ex-Gracia for just being um, a member of the Council of State for four years. As a teacher with my current rank, I would need to work in excess of over 12 years to be able to accrue this same amount of money.
2: And I guess even in that case, that is when you are saving your entire salary.
5: For sure. So the issue of we continuing with this thing that has crippled this nation for years, I don't know. And at times I get saddened as as a young person that we even have people who are unemployed in this country still, you know, defending this thing that, you know, that... That nobody should even be talking about. Now, are these the only things we want to prioritize as a nation? Youth unemployment. Is there a lot of the youth are unemployed, NHS is not working, school feeding is not working, our children go to school with empty stomachs, they come back to they come back from school with empty stomachs. And government has even gone on to increase the number of contact hours. At the junior high level, at the primary school level, we now close at 3 p.m. We start classes at 30 and close at 3, and in some instances, 3.30. Children don't eat, and as teachers, we are suffering. They come to school, you even have to dip your hand in your pocket to feed them. Why can't we prioritize, you know, these issues rather than pushing all these resources to just a handful of what? The
2: citizenry. Okay, so but, but you, on, on that last point you made, just to clarify, you, you started by saying, the suggestion from that uh, contributor earlier that expand it and lets all public servants enjoy it. You believe that won't happen and so scrap it, but what if it is, its become it, be, it became the norm for all public servants? Will you take it? Will you accept it? Would you say that it's, uh, it's appropriate?
5: I would still say it should be scrapped okay. because how many of us work in the public sector? Mm. So, if it can be Zachari- expanded to include all Ghanaians, fair enough. If it means investing that money in our health sector, in our education sector, in agriculture, fair enough. In that right. sense, so, every Ghanaian would have the chance of benefiting from it. But to just pick around 800 and something thousand people in the public sector to give them this money, I don't think it would, you know, be good for us.
3: Mm. So, Zakaria, you make an important point there. and. I'll would, I would take uh, Justice Abdullah shortly because he's a constitutional lawyer and he's also a lecturer also. Does the wording of the Constitution shaz- suggest that such amount should even be, even be paid? We know that now the bracket has been expanded very wide and even members of NMC and other people all take their sgrasher. But let me come to Abdul Karim. Karim, specifically when this conversation came up and it's, and it's, it, this, this will be like the unthink time is coming up, What do you make of how the public engagement has been? Do you think we've gone to the core of the issue, or we've just been skirting
8: around? Well, thank you very much, uh, and thank you to Evans for that rather very interesting introduction. Um, So if I look at this from the perspective of how the public has discussed this, I think that we have completely failed, and that has become quite indicative of how we do things here in the country. The way I view this, and often times when it is shouted in those terms, Article 71, and Chief Justice here and there, the President here and there, we obfuscate the problem in a certain way, because I think what is at the heart of this conversation is privilege of the obscene kind, only so available to very limited people, often people who, by virtue of their standing, of their education, of their association have enjoyed the goodies that this country can provide almost from the point of birth. Okay, so if you look at it within that particular sense, you see how this is clearly a very exclusionary arrangement, only serving the elites of this country. And I say so because I do not know if anybody does, they can correct me here. When was the last time you heard and saw that, if you take for instance, the the, the, uh, Council of State, that. I mean, basically, we're looking at Ghanaians who have done very well, have lived a very good life, have experiences that can share with the President and help us all of that. We have a country that has so many people being very poor. Have we ever had the conversation about the possibility of an illiterate farmer uh, in a cocoa farm somewhere in Sushi, having farmed for 45 years, also being a candidate for the Council of State? In many times when we're talking about it we're looking at a certain uh uh, uh who's been a lawyer for god knows how many years to bid this to bid that and that is why precisely if you look at the current subject that is on our hands and how we're talking about it in respect of what to be of, for instance has done i'm not infused by that at all because you must appreciate this when you look at whether or not the individual for instance who is now retaining their monies what, what risk does just come to them So for me, anything that borders on privilege in the sense that no other person is able to have the opportunity to be part of it and all of that is completely something that I I detest. The teacher has talked to you about his own condition. Very recently, I was talking to a friend of mine who also, I mean, his mom, having served in the Ghana education service for nearly 39 years, retired with a paltry sum. We cannot, we cannot continue to accept things like that. And often... When we ask about the public, the reason we sometimes also do not see a lot of backlash is because we're very aspirational. There's various things that we're complaining about. There are many of us who just simply want to be in those positions because we have absolutely no principle whatsoever. So ultimately, people look at themselves and see the possibility of eventually one day becoming Chief Justice themselves, going to Parliament themselves. And when I want to hear people say, well, members of Parliament perhaps deserve it because by the nature of their work and all of that, I'm sorry, but that is absolute nonsense. And, I, and I'm not speaking to Abdul in the studio. I'm speaking about this very, I mean, generally. Because what about them really make them so special that after four years, I mean, we see them, okay? They don't go there because of their qualification. They don't go there because of anything. Basically, if you have money in this country and you are associated with the right political party, you have a very good chance, if you choose your spot very well, to become a member of parliament. We're seeing people living here in Accra and somehow just pop up somewhere in their village because they have amassed enough money to go and run for MP and all of that. When you look at all of those people, and then we have created a certain arrangement in our constitution that allows these people to be able to go home very handsomely like that. There's no way that a developing country, a very poor one at that like Ghana and Ghanaians, should find this questionable in any way whatsoever. And that is why the legal... Uh, debate or argument is never good enough yeah
2: I mean and Karim, you made a very important point I want to uh, hand that baton over to Justice Abdullah because he's a constitutional lawyer and, and, and Karim talks about the the people which the, the Constitution then makes this you create this 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 booty as some have called it for for a certain class of people but 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 Justice like, Abdullah certainly, when in 1992, before that, we went to the Constitutional Assembly and we, we traveled the country and we, we collected the views of Ghanaians and, and we put it together in the Constitution, there certainly must have been, surely have been, a justification why the framers of the Constitution, having heard from Ghanaians, thought this provision was critical um, for our democracy. Sorry, is the open, uh, under- Abidula, yes, it's a question of justice Abdullah. Yes, it's for you. Yes, no, no. I was, I was trying to under- appreciate your question. No, my point uh, is, uh, I mean, my, my, if, if yes. you listen to the thread of conversation, yes, it, it, this goes back to the constitution. I mean, Karim Absolutely. talks about the constitution. It's a basis Absolutely for this. No. It, it's a basis for this, right? And I'm asking you, yes. surely, the framed this constitution, right? Absolutely. The constitution was done in our name. I'm saying, surely in 1992 and before that, when we're doing this, there must have been a basis for the framers and the Ghanaians at that time, you know, encapsulating our wishes and aspirations. And we're convinced at that time that we needed this. Something must have justified us at that time.
0: Right. The justification is quite difficult to say um, beyond the fact that um, some of the very things that we have said here. Um, the whole basis for awarding this is the sense of entitlement, that they believe that these people have worked hard, they will not work again, leaving office. Remember, particularly from the executive's angle, um, no member of the executive um, is allowed to work, but, um, the president and the vice president is not allowed to have any other work um, uh, post um, their retirement from um, from the offices. And so um, naturally, um, it would be difficult to, um, justify just the president and the, the vice president taking this booty home um, as you been pointed out. and So we needed to encapsulate more and more other persons who we believe would also may one way or the other not be able to work um, post their retirement and that brings in the issue of the um, judiciary and automatically the legislature. So these three main arms of government the whole idea of awarding them these juicy um, amounts were because it was thought that, and indeed there are provisions guiding that they cannot work again. The Speaker of Parliament cannot do any other work. Um, the Vice President and the President cannot um, have any other office. The Chief Justice in the similar circumstances. However, um, of course, we should remember that the, the, the one of the Chief Justices is allowed to work. I mean, if there are multiple chief, former Chief Justices alive, one of them is allowed to work, but that is working in the Council of State where he gets further entitlements. Um, which brings us back to, to Beafide, the, the the most respected human being who has brought us this huge matter on our hands. And so, um, so this, these were the the basis um, behind such an arrangement. But we should remember that it is not just prayer 1992 that we've had this. We've actually had this over a period of time. And if you read the constitutional review commission's report, it doesn't look like we are having any change anytime, for, I mean, anytime soon it looks like it's going to be with us until we really start um, having some of these um, discourses going forward. Um, we should, uh, um, um, it, it like, you know, we create some of these um, um, issues and uh, matters to take care of those we feel are entitled to, but forgetting that uh, some of us, but I should point out that the constitutional Review Commission actually made a recommendation for um, um, a different arrangement. Um, that would cater for all and sundry without necessarily having to give awards. But my position on the issue of the scrap, and if I have to um, make a commentary on that, is to the effect that already these office holders take so much more compared to the other um, ad- compared to other workers, whether public or civil servants. Um, those listed on Article 71 take so much more than all of them put together. Sometimes one person's emolument, not just his retirement, uh, retirement package is way more than about 20 or 30, sometimes even 50 workers from the same angle who may even have better qualifications academically and sometimes experience wise. However, mm-hmm. because he's not a politically appointed person,
3: then they don't get goes, to enjoy some of some of those benefits. But and uh, well, he goes home with much less, right? Council, with better I'm, qualification,
0: better experience, better everything, right?
3: Council, but I'll come, I'll come back to you. Um. Niai is <coughs> on council. I'll come back to you. And Niai and his group have been fighting for a new constitution. I don't know if this new point bolsters the argument that we need a new constitution. So Niai, chew on that for me as I go to Honorable Raspo Mubarak, who is the only member of this All panel right. who has taken ex gratia And he's just he's just told us that his ex-gracia was paid May or I think March of last year. Honorable, so what do you make of the those who have argued that it is very untidy because if you were, for instance, re-elected at the end of twenty twenty four, you were going to get another Ed Russia when you had taken one in twenty twenty one. Now you seem to suggest that we should completely scrap it. Some would say, is it that you are no more in parliament now? So you don't you, you don't care about it, and that if you were still there, you probably have taken a different stance. Rasnubarak
7: thank you Kuku, and um, apologies for the fluctuation in my internet connection i believe i'm very clear now you are. Um, the debate is very exciting exciting because this is the way we need to go the sentiments as expressed by the public are righteous you know the indignation of the uh public is righteous by all accounts um, we need to put the conversation in the proper context And um, first of all, there's nothing in our constitution as as gratia. There is absolutely nothing in our constitution. As a matter of fact, if you look at um, the definition of ex gratia, and I've got the 11th edition of the Black Laws Dictionary, you know, um, you're not, there's no obligation upon the state, you know, uh, to pay ex gratia to Article 71 office holders what the constitution speaks of is gratuity. So the question then is, should we be thanking, you know, people who have served in office either as, you know, members of the council of states or members of parliament, presidents and vice presidents, ministers, and the rest of it. I'm of a different opinion. And my view is that serving in parliament is public service. So if you put up yourself, you know, to serve the public. Aside what is due you by way of allowances, I sincerely do not think that uh, we should be paying as Esgracia. And for the record, this has been my position consistently, you know, over the last 15 years or so. So why did you, know? you
3: like, Togba Fede, retain your, your money?
7: Well, it was a matter of choice, and um, that's a good question, obviously. Um, the conundrum is that until we make these constitutional changes people who receive S could decide to keep it as in my case or decide to return it as in the uh, case of the venerable tobe Afede. you know and i think what is done is extremely commendable we have we certainly have to make you know uh, progress and the progress has to be in the reforms in our constitution that all of us, you know, have clamoured for for a very long time, but the challenge here, because don't forget, Article 71 is entrenched. You know, um, would ministers, would members of the executive who are also members of Parliament support a move like that? This is the conundrum that you know we are faced with as a country, mm. you know, and um, because it's an entrenched clause, it would have to go into a referendum for all of us to agree with. Perhaps. You know somebody may may decide to you know uh take it to court for a proper interpretation of gratuity you know uh so to speak to, to but be, i am of the view that one because serving as a member of council of state or member of parliament is public service beyond what is due you a salary and allowances it should be you know that should be okay as the honorable Tobi afede has succinctly that. you know encapsulated let
3: me react to ross there for me, me shortly i want to take Nia I, because of the be, constitutional element that, that 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 has been introduced into this conversation and they have been asking for <clears> a new constitution because they think some of these things need to change he's not spoken yet Nia, you, do you think this whole conversation now backs your argument that a new constitution should be drawn up so that these issues can be dealt
4: with yes some um, greetings to yourself and my fellow panelists and to our viewers out there um i i was fighting as much as possible not to react to any one individual submissions so i can keep it um, as non personal as possible but um i just like to quickly throw in that um Rasmus, I'm, I'm not too, I'm not quite sure where you stand on this because it looks like you're fighting from from two positions. But I'll let us slide for now. Um, okay. Anyway, yes, um, this is this is in, in support or well, this comes as vindication for our call for a new constitution, because for a very long time there has been our main campaign message that we need to change our constitution, and that it has outlived its purpose. It was not written in the spirit of unity and equality of all men. And that is why we've, we've diagnosed all the problems in our country and we realized realize that every single thing points back to our Constitution. So even tonight's conversation, you realize that people cannot be definitive on what is supposed to be the right thing or the wrong thing. People are trying to make excuses around the issues. But let me touch on this quickly. Whatever you want to call it, ex gratia or gratuity or whatever it is, we're saying that a very small section of privileged, highly privileged people are eating up a huge sum of the nation's resources. And this cannot be allowed to continue any longer. We said that if you look at the Institute for Statistical, Social, and Economic Research of the University of Ghana, ISA, they came out with a report in 2020 that suggested that 9.2 million Ghanaians cannot afford five Ghana cities worth of food a day. I'll repeat that the institute for statistical social and economic research of the university of ghana came out with a report on, in 2020 that suggested or estimated that 9.2 million ghanaians cannot afford five ghana cities a day now if you look at our current population figures that stands at around 30 million people it says nearly one-third of that population cannot afford five ghana cities on food a day to put it in proper perspective it means if you take three Ghanaians, one out of those three cannot afford five Ghana seats. Now, mind you, a ball of 10 is going for three Ghana seats, which means if any individual in that 9.2 million wants to even eat once a day, that's going to be a very, very big challenge. In fact, it would be nothing short of a miracle. Now, here, yeah, we are having the same, in the same country, you are talking about a very small section of the public service that is taking outrageous salaries and benefits. And I'm saying this is not even apart from the salaries and the allowances, you're looking at huge, a huge chunk of money that's given to them at the end of their four year tenure. And in fact, what makes it more annoying is that after every four years, if they happen to be re-elected into office, they would continue to collect that same, whatever we want to call it, gratuity or whatever it is. I'll give a typical example. Our current speaker of parliament, with a greater respect, is the longest serving parliamentarian in the fourth republic. He has been in parliament since 1992 which means every single four years, he has been taking that so-called ex gratia up to today. But meanwhile, public sector workers have not been paid. NACO beneficiaries have not been paid. Nurses, I mean, people who are contributing much more time and efforts to the government of this country have been sidelined and have not been taken care of for a very long time. We have um, a a, a new curriculum that has been rolled out, but we've not been able to provide textbooks to our students. So we're saying, yes, it's good to always make our, our... elected representatives or public servants comfortable so they can deliver to the utmost of their ability. But we're saying in certain instances, when the nation is struggling to deal with the meagre finances that we have, we cannot continue to pay out such huge monies, which are most most of the time outrageous. Okay. We're saying if they're calling on us, the citizens or the taxpayers, to tighten our belts and make certain sacrifices, why are they not stepping into that same field to make sacrifices along with us? Yeah, but I mean, they are, uh, yes, uh, But they are calling... For for the continual payment of such um, whatever you want to call it benefits and allowances at the, the detriment of the of the masses but, but, of the but, people. But, but,
2: but, here, but, but here's the thing they're entitled to it because the constitution guarantees that for them, it, right? I mean, and,
4: and that is why our message has been that we need to change the constitution. Because again, mm-hmm. if you look at how the constitution was written, it was written for just a small clique of people. If you want to, I mean, our justification comes in the in transitional provisions. You look at indemnity clauses. These are people who have been placed above the law. But yeah, we are deceiving ourselves that we are democracy and that there's a rule of law and every man is equal before the law. But if you go into the traditional provisions, particularly the indemnity clauses, it places certain individuals up and above the law. And I, I mean, how can we be living this charade? Stay
2: with me. Uh, like, uh, Abdu wants to, wants to, wants, wants yes. to have a, a quick word on that. Yes. Yeah, Abdul. So
6: I wanted to respond to what uh, Karim said earlier on. Mm-hmm. You see, if he had listened to what I said earlier on, I was saying that we might have to redefine or reinterpret what the retiring benefits and awards are before we can talk about uh, who deserves it and who does not deserve it. So that's the first point I made. I wasn't saying that uh, the uh, MPs deserve the money. I was saying that, perhaps. And uh, Rasmu Barak make a very uh, important point on the fact that maybe someone has to send it to court. I was coming to make that argument. The issue is that we might not even need uh, a, a referendum in this case if we want to really change this, if it's about extra share yeah, because, look, if we talk about these matters in this way, to the people who are supposed to change it, who in themselves are beneficiaries of the same thing that we are talking about, I'm not sure they are going to do it. But the issue is that if we want to make the changes, first of all, there should be a reinterpretation of what the awards or what the benefits could be and what they are and if there's a need for us to go for a referendum in order to just scrap it completely or we have to first of all understand that look as a public servant this is what you take this is what you don't take but what is inscribed in the Constitution if we make it look like it is us against these people and that's what we do in Ghana always when you say us against the people when you, you ask so being the people versus the politicians yes And you see, we are all one people. So my argument always is that, look, in matters like this, if we make it look like, oh, it is us, they don't care about us. You see, if you listen to all the submissions, it's about this person is more important than this person, so they are enjoying and we are suffering. Isn't that what it is? You see, So the thing is that if we keep on pushing uh, this argument, you're forgotten that these are the same people who are going to make the changes. Mm. So how do you approach it then? So the issue is that First of all, we have to start by the underlying factor, which is the constitution, okay? Let it uh, not be as if we are fighting the people who are supposed to change it. If you make it look like they won't change it, because Rasmus Mbara was in parliament for how many years? Mm-hmm. And he said that he has always, uh, his principle has always been that he's against it, but he took it. It is now that we are hearing him say that, oh, it's a matter of choice, I can decide because the but someone took it and someone has returned it okay
2: so stay with me let me yes. get ras quickly and then Karim uh, on the point you made ras first
6: i mean uh, interesting points the
7: facts that the uh, and this is article 71 you know puts a constitutional obligation it imposes an obligation on the state to pay these monies so let's not make it as if there's some criminality
6: so you yeah, know, can i just say something you didn't hear what he said these monies so, you see, we have created this sense of entitlement I mean. to make it so look like it's money. The
2: same, yeah. let, 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 him, let, let him land, by the way. So,
6: you see, everyone thinks when we it, it's about
2: money, it's about money. Yeah, yeah hold on. So, you've explained that. It, it, yes. it could be interpreted differently depending on what the committee says. Yeah, Russ? You
7: know, so that imposition of an obligation of the states on the state is there. And that is why the constitutional reforms are very important. However, even let me make this point that the salary, well, clearly members of parliament and ex-members of parliament haven't done themselves any good. So in parliament, my salary, 20000 5000 of which goes into the servicing of my car loan, about 4000 of which goes into the payment of taxes and some other things. At the end of the day, We are left with about 7,000. In the private sector, before I went into government, I made more money than that, okay? But I've also made the point that people take up positions to run because they love their country. It's not everybody who has that, you know, perspective, that view of public service. Some run because they don't like the, you know, face of the MP for Medina or the MP for Adenta, for which reason he has to go. And they gang up, kick the person out, They get into Parliament and they can't even find their bearing. You know, we as a people have to make a decision whether or not, you know, we want these changes to happen. Evans, what happened to civil disobedience? Because I cannot accept the fact that um, the, the, the politicians or the people who have the authority to bring about these changes will not change. Have we tried, you know, to say we are embarking on a series of exercises that include boycotts, that include protests as a people, civic responsibility, you know, as a way of pushing forward the things that we don't like in our constitution. These are all options available to us. And if indeed some amount of pressure was brought to bear on our elected, you know, uh, 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 members of parliament and members of the executive, they could buckle in. We've seen it happen all over the world. Where the people have said, Look, "Enough is enough." My position, seriously, if I put up myself to represent the people of Kumbungu, is out of love for country, out of love for my people. Mm. Gratuity or would still do it, glad you know, gladly, you know. So that point has to be made, and we shouldn't seek to make the point that um, some people in parliament are paid so much. There are people who, before they came to parliament, you can talk about the jh Menses, look at how much money he made in the at the un you can talk about you know jh Champo. i mean stalwarts people you can talk about people who made a hundred times more than what you know at uh, the yeah. parliament
2: i, I, I guess you were enforcing the point so if, if it's not about the money then of course we can easily do away with sgratia for example karim your quick thoughts
8: yeah, Evans, uh, I, I guess listening to this other Ras Mubarak, it would be nice to have all of them just go for one term. Uh, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of very interesting things when they are out of the privilege. But the but <laughs> substantial point. Wait, probably you've, you've, you've not been you know, reading. No, you no, know. no, yeah, yeah I'm, I've, been, I've been listening <laughs> to you. I've been listening to you very well and and I know the kinds of things that you say. I'm just saying that oftentimes because those things, like we say, are in the constitution, it gets very difficult because then we have to trust the conviction of individuals to decide like Tugbe has done. One quick wasante asked you why didn't you retain your own? You said, Well, perhaps it's a matter of, of choice, but everything that you see pretty much suggest that in principle this is not something that you you really believe in you have even gone ahead to make the point that you believe that it has outlived its usefulness and all of that but essentially what i would just say because of time and everything else is that we must recognize that the way we are treating the rest of the people in this country is not fair and that we must be guided by this simple question i won't see anything more after i read the question to you that is there anything objectively ascertainable as a fact to support the privilege that is largely uh, benefited by I mean, retired old men and and, and women, or sometimes those who are still in public service and all of that. That's the question that we must ask ourselves, that if someone taught for 30 years plus in a village for all the difficulties and all of that, and goes home with about 16,000 Ghana cities, and then someone serves in whatever position whatsoever in this country and goes home with uh, hundreds of thousands of Ghana cities, is that really fair? Garden beg is gone. What we have today are the Akufwados, the John Mohammeds, and the rest. They haven't proven to be any different from the colonialists that they took over from them, and that is something that should challenge all of them.
2: Um, Let me get Justice Abdullah's thoughts on this. Justice, just a a short few minutes. Abdu makes a point, and I think it's a valid one. If you leave this to the politicians to amend the constitution, they possibly won't, because of course they benefit. How else can you fix it? You say scrap. How else can you fix it if the, the process to fix it lies in the bosom of the politician? Justice Abdullahi, please unmute for me and, and take it away.
0: Evans, can you hear me? I can now. Thank you. So um, indeed, it is true that um, trusting uh, leaders on matters that benefit them is almost an impossibility. Um, uh, we have several examples that uh, time may not allow us to cite um, as part of reasons. Indeed, the constitutional review commission's report that we spent close to six—I mean, close to um, 100 million euro. Um, it's still sitting in the, um, in the in the shelves and nothing is being done about it because it has far reaching um, implications should we attempt to implement it. But unfortunately, nothing is being done about it. Um, much as it may not hold the key to the solutions to everything that we have in this country, but I believe it really would help improve matters better than what we presently um, are faced with. And so the point remains that um, beyond constitutional amendment, there are no other legitimate means of doing this. Um, we may have to play the advocacy role more, better, um, p- possibly more um, um, pronounced, and and that may be the only way we can trigger the questions. Unfortunately for us, our constitution does not give the citizen the right to initiate an amendment. Particularly- right,
3: right. Justice Abdullah, because we've just run out of time, let me let me take one quick thought, um, maybe. Five or ten seconds each from Nia Yopare, um, Zakaria, and um, Abdul Salam in the studio. What should be the way the way forward, Abdul Salam?
6: Okay, so uh, lastly, I just want to say that uh, we as a country have come to understand that uh, some of these uh, benefits that we, uh, you know, pay to the people that we have elected to serve us have us live as relevant mm. to some uh, large extent. So what I believe in is that. This should not be a fight between NDT and PP. This should not be about us and them. I mean, it should we should spark a national conversation devoid of this sentiment that uh, it is us against them. And I'm sure we could uh, handle this. And for some of them, they do not deserve it.
3: Right. Niayi well, Opare, what should be the way forward? I know you are asking for a new constitution, but you may not get that now. In the next few years, because this seems to be a recurring issue, what should we do, Niayi?
4: Yes, um, just as Abdullah says, it's going, the only uh, legitimate means is for, um, the, I mean, the constitution to be amended and we cannot do that as a people. Yes, that is true. But if you look at the preamble of our constitution, it says all power resides or emanates from the people. So, yes, you might not find the, the, um, any provision that gives the people the power to amend it, but ultimate power resides in the people. If the Ghanaian people can come together in unity and decide that we need to have a new constitution, there's no power on earth or in heaven that can stop the people from getting what they want. Right,
3: near your power. That, that's very strong and instructive. Zakaria, you are a teacher. What should we do to rein this in, like you've stated earlier
5: Um, For me, I would say that um, as a country, we need to take a second look at this issue of um, ex-gratia and um, reprioritize our needs as a nation. Um, A lot of people are suffering and we need to rally behind them. We need to move alongside all these people so that at the end of the day, posterity will judge as well. So, thank
3: you very much, um, Zakaria. Ras Mubarak on near a year with the Economic Fighters League Abdul Karim Ibrahim and lawyer Justice Abdullah this is a conversation that certainly will keep going on it came up after 2020 election it will come up again after 2024 when another batch of payment is made so what exactly do you think you can still reach out on our social media pages where the poll is still live the comments can be there and next week will come your way again with another interesting edition of Ghana Connect Evans.